In this Guided Talks, Robert talks to Mark Wilkinson. Mark is a multiple business owner, coach, speaker and published author. Originally music was Mark's life as an international house music DJ and record producer. But at 33 years of age, Mark collapsed with an incurable disease. It was the start of a hellish experience as his body froze up over the next 18 months, resulting in him being unable to walk. After hitting rock bottom, Mark took positive action, overcame his health issues, and re-educated himself in a new career in construction, health and safety. In 2018, Mark set up his own health and safety consultancy, which meant he could also focus on his various property businesses and develop as a coach and speaker. His debut book, Life Remixed, launched in February 2021. In this guide of talks, Robert talks through Mark's amazing story. It really is one to listen to. Hello and welcome to Guider Talks. I have a real treat today. I've got a gentleman by the name of Mark Wilkinson with me. And Mark has written a book called Life Remixed. And this is the hero story from the highs of the highs to the lows of the lows to the highs of the highs. And I'm really excited. Uh, so without further ado, hello, Mark. It's great to have you with us. Hi, Robert. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting conversation because this is this is a story of sex, drugs, and rock and roll uh, to to quote the song. But but actually, on a more serious note, it's also a, a a conversation about about how you make stuff happen. But it's also a story about what do you do what do you do when you're down on your uppers. Give us give us some kind of backstory, Mark, for people who don't know you. Yeah, so I was resident DJ at Ministry of Sound when I was 25 years of age. Uh, I worked in Flying Records for five years before that in Kensington Market. I was lo- always loved music from a young age. Um, and um, I started drinking alcohol at 14. Uh, and then things just sort of continued from there. And I got more and more uh, into addictions as well as partying and, and having a good time. Um, I travelled to 65 countries to DJ. I... Uh, had a record in the top 10. We did a, did a remix of Lou Reed and David Bowie's Satellite of Love in 2004. So it was pretty cool. And um, <laughs> travelled all over the globe. A great, a great drug cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. Uh, and uh, I had a great time. You know, I had a great, great time. It was, it was amazing fun um, until one day it wasn't. And, uh, you know, I had a physical collapse and, and that's when things started to, started to take hold. So... Uh... If it's okay by you, I mean, I mean, anyone, anyone who, who, who enjoys this conversation, go and look at the book because the book, the book is, is a laid bare piece. Um, so, I mean, did you just hit a brick wall or did, was it sort of slowly coming or, or, or how did that happen? Yeah, so it wasn't the, the actual physical collapse wasn't there was no real warning of that. It just my leg just gave way one day when I was walking through my flat in central London. I was 33 and, and uh, yeah, things the, my body just sort of stopped working. I had thinking back on it and I've documented this in the book. Thinking back on it, there were stomach cramps. There were problems. My body was 
I think trying to tell me that there was inflammation and there was problems going on, but I wasn't really listening at that time. I was just, I did keep looking for solutions, uh, but I ended up, uh, I ended up on the floor that day. And then for the following 18 months after that, my body just froze up. Um, it, it consequently, or, or, or the, the other way around, basically ended up feeling like I was on fire, like my joints were on fire, but, uh, and you couldn't really touch me or anything like that. And yet I was frozen in time. If I stayed too long in one position, um, you know, I couldn't sleep for more than two or three hours. I couldn't get out of a car. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't move around. You know, I was, I was shuffling everywhere. I was, it was, you know, and mentally that, that took its toll hugely, of course, as well. Uh, so this is, this is fascinating. So you've gone from being the, the man, you know, the man with the moves, the man with the tunes, uh, all the way down to the bottom, stuck. Presumably you're not, you're getting no income, you can't work, you, uh, and so on and so forth. So, so does, at that point, does this judge come in sitting on your, on your shoulder and start with the, I told you so, you're useless, or you, I always knew you're going to end up, in, or is it, is it, uh, is there a kind of a sage saying, there is a way out of this? For every negative, there's a positive. What what happens in your in your mindset? I wasn't I wasn't that self aware at that moment. To be honest, I'd been uh, I was <laughs> I was at the front. I was DJing. I was traveling the globe. I was having the young man's dream and doing all this great stuff, making a living, by the way, out of music, which would have only been my second choice after being a footballer. And I was a crap footballer. So um, you know, I made I made money out of music, and uh, and I loved it. I mean, what a way to live. Um, but I wasn't self aware enough at that time, uh, and. I, I, I certainly didn't get my head around what was happening to me in any way, shape or form. All I was looking for was some sort of solution or something that I could get my head around to be like, OK, I need to understand. Uh, I need to understand exactly what is going on you know, in my life. And I, but I wanted a doctor to diagnose me. That's what I really wanted. For 18 months of agony, mentally and physically, I wanted a doctor to diagnose me. And I just... I couldn't find a doctor. There was a, I went to so many and no doctor could actually, you know, give me an answer to this. And so mentally, to answer your question, mentally, I went down and down and down and down and down because I was like, well, this life isn't worth living. This body doesn't work anymore. I'm 33, 34 years of age. Is this it? Okay. So, uh, you know, the, the you know the, the hero's journey always kind of comes all the way down, and then something triggers or something something sparks, or, or I mean that's how that's how the story is meant to meant to go. I mean, was 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 there was there a spark or was it a slow, gradual realization, or did you meet someone? I mean, how do you how do you how do you come back up? Because so, there is there is a good story at the end of this. Yeah, this is a redemption <laughs> tale, of course, because I'm still here, so that's good, right? Um, but this, this is a redemption story because uh, I definitely went through a very, very dark period there. Um, you know, a lot of my greatest fears came true, essentially. You know, w you know, would I not be enough? Would I not be able to earn enough? Would my music not last? Would I, you know, all these great fears, you know, would my health keep going? You know, all this kind of stuff. And all my greatest fears basically came true. But during that 18 months of, of pain, I was still reaching for some help. And I'd been on, because of the stomach problems earlier in life, I'd been on a few detoxes up to Scotland. And I met this guy, uh, this couple actually, Brian and Annalise Miller. And they're like, they're like angels, incredible people, um, you know, looking after the body, but obviously helping the mind as well. And Brian definitely knew that, you know, he, he, he had some answers. He, I think he, you know, he's quite, 
he's like Yoda to my Luke Skywalker, if you like. And I think he kind of understood. I think he kind of understood what I needed, or he definitely understood what I needed. And he gave me a DVD of The Secret, as it was at the time, you know, on a disc. And he gave me this DVD and he said, like, well, go and watch that, son, you know. And I was like, all right. So I went and watched it. I gave it back to him afterwards. I went, yeah, cheers. He went, uh-uh, no, no. He said, uh, go and watch that again. I was like, twice in one day? Okay, all right. I didn't have anything else to do at that moment, so I went, go on then. So I went and watched it twice in one day. Tried to give it back to him again. No, no. He said, you need to watch it 100 times, Mark. And I was like, oh, right, okay. What I didn't, what he didn't tell me or what I didn't know at the time was repetition is mastery. Uh, and the more you repeat something, you know, mentally as well as physically, you can actually, like, you know, start to learn what was going on. And in that secret, in that film, at that moment, there was a beautiful... I mean, Bob Proctor and Marcy Sharma have both since recommended uh, an endorsed life remixed. They yeah. both said it there, but Bob particularly said, yeah, disease is two words and you must hyphenate. You must hyphenate that word, a disease. And a, you cannot have a disease if you're mentally and physically at ease. And I was like, this is brand new information. I haven't heard this before. And a doctor's telling me I've got an incurable disease a few months before. And now this guy is telling me it's a disease. And actually, I am responsible for it, and I can potentially fix it. Okay, I need to know more about this, Robert. Okay, so people listening, and I'm usually going to go, what is Robert Craven doing talking to someone who's talking about the secret? Because uh, I have made comments on, on the secret. I have met one main, one main real objection to it. Uh, and uh, this could be a very short interview. You could just turn me off, but I, I hopefully not. Uh, and, and that is, you know, I remember meeting this woman uh, at an event I did in Catterick and she came rushing up to me and she goes, oh, I've, I've read The Secret and I'm going to be a multi-multi-millionaire and, and here's a picture of the Ferrari I'm going to buy my husband. And I went, right, okay, keep going. She said, well, that's it. All I've got to do is visualise and it'll happen. And I said, well, what are you doing? And she was part of some pyramid scheme where she was in my humble opinion, I think she was just going to lose her money and she was being ripped off. And she said, no, 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 you don't understand. I've read the book. All I need to visualise, and this will come true. If I believe enough, it will come true. So my, you know, my hippie shit um, uh, detector uh, goes off red alert and says, I'm sorry, I, you know, I was polite to her, but I, 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 that's what I struggle with, with the secret. So Put me right, please. Okay, so there's, there's two things there. I mean, one, yeah, you must have a visualisation. You must have the end goal in mind. You must know where your destination is and what you, what you want to achieve. Um, the thing that's missing from the secret in that respect is, is that you have to take some massive action, right? You have, you have to do something, yeah? You, you know, the good bit about it is, is you must believe first and the law of attraction is working whether you know it or understand it or not. You know, there's universal laws like the law of gravity that are working that we understand that keeps us on the ground, right? But the law of attraction is something we can't necessarily see, but at the end of the day, it's working whether we understand it or not. Um, so you've got to take some massive action. And clearly, you can't just say, I'm going to have this Ferrari and it's going to turn up tomorrow. That's not quite how it works unless you win the lottery. Uh, but the point is, is that you've got to take like progressive action and keep going and keep going and keep going. The other thing that people get wrong about this is there is also another universal law that says force negates. And if you try and force something to happen, and you keep forcing. I see it a lot. I'm a positive thinker. I'm a positive thinker. I'm going to think positive. I'm going to think positive. It's going to be all right. I'm going to keep going. If you're trying to force something 
at all times, it makes it negative. Think of anything. Try, someone tries to force you to do something, Robert, you're like, oh, no, I'm not up for that. Forcing the gates. So you don't need to force anything, but you do need to have a belief. You do need to have a purpose and vision and goals, and you do need to make progressive action 